Do you enjoy playing relaxing puzzle games on your phone? I do. It's even better when they're free and you can collect prizes along the way. Welcome to Two Dots. I have been playing Two Dots to relax my mind, unwind, and there's something very methodical about it. The premise of the game is you connect dots horizontally, vertically, but never diagonally. And you head from level to level. And as I mentioned, you do collect points along the way if you are into that. More than 5,000 puzzles to keep you engaged and relaxed after a very long day. Uniquely designed challenges challenges, game modes, and levels to choose from based on what adventure you are into. And by the way, you can download it for free right now on your Android phone or iOS. I also like the color template of this game. It's very, it's giving me very like pastel-y vibes. So yeah, I think you're going to enjoy it too. If you are ready to kick back and unwind, download Two Dots for free on Android and iOS and start connecting. Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. (laughs) You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. Okay, Natasha, we have... Gosh, dude. (laughs) You're getting me just out of the shower. No makeup, wet hair. At least you showered. Me too. Like, I finally... I finally showered. Was it two days? I think I I went two days without showering. It was really gross, but... Don't you love when, like, showering is the accomplishment of the week? Yeah. It's like, okay, I can do this. I got to shower today. And somehow it becomes hard to do once you have children. It really does. (sighs) Yeah. I I think I showered three days ago, which is disgusting, but (laughs) I know that's like, how sad is it when like me time, like take time for you is just taking a basic shower? Well, and for me, I don't know how you feel, but once I get in there and it's just like so warm and quiet and like I always put eucalyptus in the shower. So it like comes up in the steam. It's so hard to get out. I, I, you know, I literally. Well, that's why I'm that. running late today. I was like, okay, yeah, I can do this. I can blow dry my hair, get done, get meet Sarah on time. But once I was in the shower, oh, I was like, I, I started showering with earbuds in. So I'm actually like watching TV in the shower, which <gasps> if you want to be on time, don't ever do it. What, what were you watching? What were you watching that you were? I was watching um, a documentary on Hulu, like a conspiracy theory one called Enemies of the State of like, these parents that had to flee with their kid to Mexico and then the Russian embassy because the government was after him and turned out like that part was kind of true, but he was also like just a sleazy kid with child porn charges. Oh my, okay. I'm obsessed with documentaries. I, I, yeah. I love It's them. an okay one. It's a, it's a good one for shower entertainment, not necessarily for broadening your mind. <laughs> I tried to watch the Brooke Shields one, and I I don't know. I got through one There's a Brooke Shields documentary? 
Yeah, it's a big, it got a lot of like press leading up to it. It's also on Hulu. Um, it dropped, I think, like two weekends ago. And what's the ti- what's the actual title? But basically, if you search Brooke Shields documentary, um, I don't know. I mean, maybe I just, I, you know, I respect her. I But I just, I don't know, pretty baby. Is she that interesting? No. Like, does she have that interesting of a story to have a documentary? <laughs> well, no. yes. I mean, <laughs> yes, in the sense, she does. Like, she was this child actress. She was really portrayed when she was younger under the age of 18 in all these very sexual films and Calvin Klein remember like that Calvin Klein mm-hmm. ad in the late 80s like nothing gets between me and my Calvin's like she mm-hmm. it was very controversial and I mean what's interesting is her mom like stuck by her, her mom is like this is acting like she is uh you know I don't know if the mom was on every set but the mom like I don't know spoke to every director and gave them like stern warnings and so I guess that's pretty controversial, right? Because everybody's saying, you know, now they would never put probably a 16-year-old in a Calvin Klein ad with saying, like, nothing comes between me and my Calvin. Like, so I guess... Speaking of child porn. (laughs) Yes, speaking of child porn, right? So I guess everything that she did, you would probably never see a child doing now without, like, just insane backlash. So in that way, it is very interesting. I just... um, I don't know. The documentary is very boring to me. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, but like that was kind of, well, I mean, I, you know. I, yeah, I, I like, I need some suspense or controversy or something. And, and Brooke Shields stands by. She was happy with all the decisions, essentially, her mom made, which I actually think is great because usually you hear people go, oh, they blame their parents or they have all these regrets. And she really yeah. doesn't. She, so, I mean, I guess in that regard, it is, it is, um, pretty interesting but for some reason it didn't resonate with me I don't know it wasn't that into it I love it you're so sweet you're like I could tell you didn't like it it was boring don't recommend it but you're trying you're trying to find some positivity for good old Brooke <laughs> well I love like I respect anyone who's like made it and done and put themselves out there and you know and I like I think we're I love people that make a decision whether society agrees with it or not and they go oh well fuck you I this is how I feel and I'm not going to change because you dis- you think I should. So I give yeah. her a lot of credit for that but yes otherwise I was totally bored. Uh and you but you had um a major milestone KJ turned 2. KJ turned 2 this past weekend. I, I can't believe No more baby baby. Oh I know any he had his first haircut. I gave him his first haircut. I, saw. I was so proud of you for doing it yourself by the way. Kudos to you. Um well in LA it's probably the same in Montgomery County. A child's haircut is $35. Does that seem insane to you? Yeah, it's ridiculous. And I refuse to take Harry or or the girls when they're little to like one of the the kids salons where I feel like it's people that are like cosmetology school dropouts and I am not letting them do his hair. <laughs> so then it's like, take him to a real hair salon and spend, you know, 40 bucks. So yeah, I cut it myself too. Actually, there's a cosmetology school close to where I live. That's a, actually, I may, might take him there and let them practice because <laughs> I don't care. You can't do that to him. <laughs> I don't care. I've, I just always wanted to give him his first haircut and I think it went, okay, I watched a YouTube video. It's not, it needs it some more. It looks good. But it looks all right. No, but you did good. It's It was fine. But anyhow, be having a two-year-old is amazing. Um, I loved it. And I, and I also refused to do any large birthday party yet until he's like Harry's age. And he really wants yeah. his friends to come over. So we just met our cousins. We went to a park. They brought cupcakes. We had sandwiches. It was perfect. And he played for two or three hours. Um, 
And he was just so happy. So it was, it worked out great. I love you so much for not doing like the Instagram giant birthday party for a two-year-old. You know, you see these and it's like the balloons and everything. I mean, listen, I am the queen of going overboard for birthday parties, but not when they're that little. I mean, that little is have a little family, have a little cake and call it a day. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, it's insanity to me. And I think a lot of times parents do it really to get together with other parents and friends and family, but Mm -hmm. I cannot, I can't even imagine, I can't imagine spending three or four grand on a two-year-old's birthday party. No, gosh, no. no. That's ridiculous. No. Yeah. Because I know like what you did with the rock climbing. I know in like four years, I'm going to have to pay $3,000 for all these little fucks to go to laser tag. And you know, (laughs) I never spent that much. I want to say Harry's birthday party was ended up being with decorations and goodie bags and the climbing for all the like 15, actually 16 kids. Whole thing probably was maybe 1200 bucks. For oh, everything. That's not terrible. Okay. okay. No, no. But I mean, you can, can do you it. even imagine? I mean, I I think what's this world is wild to me because even when you make you you have you make good money or whatever, it's so I never my parents never would have spent twelve hundred dollars on a birthday party ever. I mean, they didn't have it. Heck no. But no, I, mean, I had like never. a couple of friends that were allowed to come and we would go to the roller rink. And it wouldn't be like Natasha's birthday party at the roller rink. It was just we happened to be at the roller rink yeah. on my birthday. Yeah, I know. It's so yeah. it's so crazy. But I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it really is. So it was a great weekend. We had so much fun. And then it was Easter. And we what did you guys do? You guys celebrate Easter? Did you do it? We do. You know, this was the first year that I didn't have Harry on Easter. It wasn't my year. So he didn't come home until five o'clock. And it was, I kind of wish my aunt was visiting also, which the kids go, they're over the moon when Thea comes to visit. So that was amazing. And I kind of wish I would have forced the girls out the door to go to church. But I think I used like the whole family not being there as a cop out to lounge around on Easter morning, but I feel like we should have gone to church, but we didn't. But then we did an egg hunt after Harry got home in the evening and Sam was adorable. She does this. She's the best big sister. She does this thing with him where she writes out clues. And then there's usually like six different clues that send him on a scavenger hunt to some big surprise at the end. And she did one for the golden egg. Cause you know, you have to have the golden egg that makes some kid like the ultimate champion of Easter. And um, we were going outside to do like clue number four in June. Our dog bolted out the door. The dog, if she gets out, she takes off like she is running for her life. So that was chaotic. Sam and I were out running, chasing her across like two major roads. I'm waving down trucks. Sam's like, I'm going to watch my dog get hit by a car. But eventually it was awful. The dog makes my life insane. Um, But the kids love her, so I guess I have to keep her. So eventually we got her back home, finished up the egg hunt, got some cute videos and pictures. I wanted them dressed up like I dressed up, Sam dressed up. Sophie did it in her pajamas. She like put on flannel pants and a band shirt and was like, yo, I'm here for the Easter egg hunt. But that's twins, I guess. It's hard to get a a great family photo. I admire people that somehow manage that everybody in the family looks like so perfect. I'm like, what is your secret? Because KJ's belly is always hanging out. It's like so, it's like so, it's like, okay, dude, what is with your belly everywhere? I mean, he's like, yeah, 
I I don't oh know. Oh my gosh, I love it. We yeah. can't ever get a picture that looks great, but no, I think our last family photo was maybe Easter last year or summer vacation last year. I don't even know. But whatever. I have a bazillion other photos on my phone. Oh. And then I heard like you're in millennial bachelorette party hell like I am. Oh my God. Talk to me about going to a bachelorette party when you're a mom of three. And I have been invited in two weeks. I am going to a bachelorette party. I want any tips because I'm I'm like, <laughs> I cannot keep up with these 28-year-olds. I, I There's no Drink way. heavily. In, in here, does this try? Are you planning the bachelorette party? It's my sister, so I'm helping to plan it along with my other sister and one of the good friends of her. Okay. But there, I'm the only, actually, there's one other girl who's my age, but she doesn't have kids. She's not married. All the rest of them are 20 somethings. And here's the thing I can't, okay, the other thing is they sent an itinerary for the weekend. Are really? The, these fantastic millennials. They don't want to go to dinner until like seven, one night, I think we're going at seven or 7 30. And the next night, we're going at eight to eat. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. But you know, like you can't like you oh gosh, can't we're so old. I'm cringing at the thought of dinner and like the night doesn't start until eight. My metabolism doesn't work past seven o'clock. Like, I mean, I don't know what what am I gonna do? I'm gonna have to walk around like the block of Charleston, South Carolina for hours after I eat at eight. You don't even oh get your Oh, and entrance. it's a destination bachelorette party too. In Charleston, South Carolina, yes. Yes. Oh Which actually gosh. I'm excited about because I've never been. Hoping the weather is like amazing. I love the South. Yeah. So I'm I'm like, all right, let's go. Do you watch Southern Charm? I That's do. That's the only reality show I watch. That's Charleston, right? Yes. Yes. Maybe you'll uh, run into, um, oh gosh, what's his name? Not Seth. Um, Shep. Shep. Maybe and you'll run into Shep. He's older than us. And I need to go to Craig's um, pillow Yes. Warehouse or oh whatever. My gosh. <laughs> I love it. So, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, on one hand, I, you probably feel the same way. Like I'm excited. I actually get to go somewhere by myself with no children. Like that hasn't happened since before Harry was born. Um, but on the other hand, yeah. And just the planning. Are you on like the group text planning? For the bachelorette party? No, I have to say the women that are planning it have done a great job. And they just kind of include us in bigger things like, you know, what when's everybody coming to town, when everyone's leaving, uh, all that. So I haven't haven't had to be like in all the details that they've done. And oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to plan with a bunch of like young millennials is like fucking hurting cats. They are just all in one different directions. You can't get a straight answer. Then they all throw out different opinions. They're all broke. So it's like, oh my gosh. And everything that is major drama. You know, when you're, once you're married and kids and in your forties, it's like, I have my own new set of drama and I try to steer clear of it, but they're still in that 20 somethings age where like, it's a major food group for you is drama. What are some of the sticking points? Is it like where you're going to eat or how much? Like We the haven't even costs? gotten that far yet. So it was, it started off, my sister wanted to do it somewhere fun. So we were going to do Nashville because my sister and all, my other sister and all the friends are in Florida. I'm the only one. No, actually there's one in Maine also. Um, so we we're going to do Nashville. Well, that just like apparently was the worst thing I could ever try and plan because then they're all like bailing. They're like, I'm too broke. I can't. I'm like, there's plane ticket. Like I haven't even found the Airbnb yet. I haven't even given you a budget. And you're already telling me like we're bailing, we're broke. So since, so I called my sister last night. And I was like, listen, 
do you want to go somewhere like fun? Like she was the one who suggested Nashville and it's just going to be me, our other sister, and maybe one other friend, or do you want to stay in Florida, go somewhere everybody can drive to, and then they'll all come. So she chose the latter. So all the planning that I've been trying to do the last few weeks to get it in Nashville. To hell with Nashville. like <laughs> out the window now we're starting from scratch and staying in Florida. So I'm just like, what? all right, I'm just going to let you guys like run in your hamster wheel, wear yourselves out and tell me when you're and ready are, for are me. Are they still in party party mode? Like, are they still like going hard? I don't know. I haven't hung out with 20-somethings in forever. They're out of college. Like, they have big girl jobs, but none of them have kids. Um, I think a couple might be engaged or married, but they're in that they're in that in-between period of, like, 25 to 30. Do they still party hard? Oh, yeah. Do they? Oh, well, oh, I mean, I think most of them do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I think I have one good party night in me. Like, I could go out till one or two in the morning one time but i i don't know how i'm gonna do a whole weekend i'm debating because you know i'm not really drinking because i'm trying to get pregnant so oh, yeah but now I oh get god so that's gonna be hard i know i don't know what to do and also i get such horrible hangovers unless i like smoke pot or eat edibles like if i <laughs> if i do edibles i never get hungover i can drink all night really i never get drunk it's so I don't know. I'm sure this is why I never did hard drugs because I knew I'd just be addicted forever. So <laughs> uh, forever. I, uh, I, people always like recommend, you know, you take marijuana for different things like your migraines and to relax. I have never, I've done not a lot, but different edibles of different strands. They all hit the same for me. Okay. Which is I feel great. I, my body feels numb, but I'm completely still conscious and I can keep, dr I could drink 10 drinks. It's like the, it's like my miracle drug. And the next day I wake over, wake up, not hung over, feel amazing. So I, I'm like, okay, do I do this? And what am I going to do? Am I, do I do that? And then do I ask the person that's playing now, this? Hey, do you have you the edible? arrested for like, cause South Carolina, I don't think they're, yeah. what's the deal? It's and, not like California. So then are you going to get arrested for smuggling drugs across state lines? Well, I don't, Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right? <laughs> You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. Hero Breads. Oh my gosh. Chef's 
kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby, every day, slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, That's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. (laughs) Hero Breads right now offering 10% off. Go to hero.com. Co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it, slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. They're known for their products to have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero sugar, and high in fiber. So what are you waiting for? Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code TSFS at checkout. That's TSFS at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural Conception for her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavor. Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their Conception for Her and Conception for Him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for Her Fertility Aid is a well-researched baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it, and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon, or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Fraser 20. That's F R A S E R. The number's two zero. That's a great question. And is it like, is it rude if I text the person that the woman that's planning this and going, hey, are you providing edibles? (laughs) (laughs) Is that terrible? And I, that's so California of you. I don't know. I don't know these people, but I feel like that could go one of two ways. Either they're going to be like, heck yeah, or, um, I don't think who's on the group text. (laughs) I don't, you know, you know who I'm going actually. And I'm sure she wouldn't care if I said this, but I'm actually, it's this woman's name is Esther. Esther was one of our best interns on Hot 99.5. I remember Esther. Kane loved, she was the greatest. Esther was one of our legendary interns because there was a massive snowstorm. Hot 99.5 had put us up in hotels because we were gonna. It was gonna be like two days of horrible snowstorms. So we all had to stay at the hotel next door. Esther I remember made this. Her dad get up at like 4:30 a.m. through a blizzard, drive her, and not only that, Esther stopped at 7-Eleven to get us all coffees and Red Bulls on her own dime and came in, and we were like. This, this chick is the queen. And her dad, like, I think her, I don't know if her dad stayed the entire morning and then drove her back. So, so wow. Esther has become a dear friend. It's her. And I mean, Esther is more responsible than I ever was. So I don't think that she's going to like turn up crazy. I don't think they're going to turn up crazy, but I'm like, I can't even take two drinks. If I have two drinks, I'm hung over the next day. So what am I going to do? Oh, yeah. No, I always got easy hangovers. And ugh, and the thought of a hangover with a kid. I haven't had a hangover oh. since maybe like New Year's Eve 2011. I think is the last time I had a hangover. I'm sure. Just cannot. No, that is a death sentence when you're a mom. 
Not worth it. Oh, my God. Isn't it the most brutal? I think, when did I have a hangover? Like, last year, I think. And it was so awful for two days and trying to take care of KJ. Yeah, it was brutal. It was brutal. Yeah. It was the worst. I can't even do it. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would hit up Esther then. It sounds like like you (laughs) You need to be be, a drug mule. She'll probably be mad about this part. She'll probably be like, are you going to like hide him up your hoo-ha to get him over there? (laughs) Would that be great? It's because it's so crazy here in California. Like you go out on the highways here, you literally smell the weed everywhere. I'm like, how is this even safe that people are completely smoking all the time, pot and driving? You drive past them here on all the highways. They're completely blunted up. And I'm just (laughs) like, guys, you are still operating a major piece of machinery. Like, what the fuck? On the highway. It's insane. Yeah, that's that's insane. That sounds like a problem. It's like people get in their car and they have to smoke pot. I'm like, why don't you pull over? California, it's like a different universe. It oh. sounds like you're talking about Amsterdam or something. It is. I mean, a you just—it's legal in D.C., but you don't see people just walking around smoking it, like, and definitely not in Maryland. That's crazy. Oh my gosh! Well, happy millennial planning. I think. I think. Oh, it's going to be fascinating. I can't wait to see where you guys end up going to. Are you doing old ladies at the bachelorette party? We're either going to crash by like 10 o'clock and be the party poopers or just like go balls to the wall uh, because it's the only way to get through. Are you doing any, you know, Florida is the capital of strip clubs. Are you doing any magic mic, you know, male stripper (laughs) shows? Like I didn't think of that. I'll have to look into that. Cause I, yeah, but we're not doing Tampa because Tampa, you know, where I'm from originally is where magic Mike started. He was in the strip clubs in like Clearwater. Oh my God. Ebor City, Dirty Ebor. Dirty I don't know. Ebor. I got to look into it because we're doing the panhandle, which to me is like family destination. I don't know what how this is going to be bachelorette party, but whatever. At this point, whatever. I get a weekend to yeah. be a, a kidless mom. So oh, I know. Is take it, it. When- I'm taking it in a basement. <laughs> Is there anything you do to treat yourself when you're like kidless? Because I'm thinking that. I'm like, gosh, this is the first weekend away from KJ. I don't even know in how long. So There's so much to do. Binge watch TV. Get a massage. Okay. But you also want to sleep in. Mm. Oh, man. Basically, it's like the basic necessities. I get to shower when I want. I get to eat when I want. I get to sleep when I want. <laughs> Catch up on all the just basic necessities of life that you're not allowed to do when you want as mom. I love it. Oh, and I'll have lots of stories too because they've rented an Airbnb. So for two nights, we're all, I think there's like nine of us or 10 of us staying in an Airbnb. This no, is that's a real... like what I'm going to do. Yeah, mine's not till June, but that's what we're going to do too. Like get a big old house. Oh, I'll have points. I'm just, I was thinking about this one that I was in the shower today. I was like, oh, I hope I don't have to share a room with someone like- I'm too old to be sharing a room. I think I'm going to be. I think I'm going to be sharing a room with someone. Ooh. <laughs> it's tricky. Oh. All right. So uh, how all right. in the hell are we going to segue from oh. bachelorette parties to gun violence? Easily. How, this how is are like, we going to do this? <laughs> this is the story of my life of juxtaposing two crazy things. Here, we wrap it up in a bow like this. All right. Uh, we talked about good things. Now we have to talk about serious mom things that are on every mother's mind that listens to this podcast episode. Another- hey, well done. That was good. 
fine. That was good. That was that was pretty clean. Okay. Uh well, all right. Well, there Continue. we go. Um <laughs> Okay, another mass shooting yesterday in Louisville, Kentucky by a disgruntled bank worker. I don't even know. I was saying this to someone. I don't even know if there's a profile anymore for these. You know, there used to be this kind of loner guy. um, Lone wolf. Lone wolf. I feel like he was typically white. There were some Asian shooters because obviously the one at Virginia Tech, that was so awful. Um, But... You know, now, is there even a profile for it? This kid was apparently popular by all, you know, accounts. Basketball player. His dad was a former NCAA basketball coach. um, Had done very well in high school and takes his own life and then kills, I think, five people have died total. All right, quick pause to thank our amazing sponsor, David Rubin. At mdlaws.com is the website. They are a full-service law firm servicing Maryland. Whether you've got a DUI, you need your will done, or David Rubin specializes in family law. So going through a divorce, want to renegotiate your custody, any of that, David can help. He offers free consultations. Go to mdlaws.com. I love that about David. Uh, He's an amazing top attorney when it comes to divorce, and his specialty is dealing with difficult spouses and narcissistic spouses. So if you suspect you have or are dealing with someone like that, you should call him before you even announce you are getting divorced to your spouse. Don't just take my word for it. Call an attorney. Ask them what they say. Get your all your ducks in a row before you talk to your significant other because it all starts good. Oh, but then it can head south. MDLaws.com. Make your appointment. Tell him the Sarah Fraser Show and Natasha Alisa sent you. Also, we want to just announce that we are taking on new sponsors. Amazing sponsors like our awesome guy, David Rubin, and Dr. McGee, the cosmetic plastic surgeon in Bethesda, and Dana Witten, the amazing divorce attorney in uh, Maryland and Virginia as well. If you would like to advertise with myself and, of course, with Natasha as well, the Sarah Fraser Show at gmail.com. And that's, of course, just one. I know you're, the Nashville one is still on your mind. I mean, every night we pray for the families of Nashville. I don't even know how they are, and Aurora, how they're even going forward. It's, it's. I don't know. I feel like Uvalde was just yesterday. It's. Oh, yeah, Uvalde. That's what I, I mean. Meant. It's like it never ends, and everybody gets, you know, all emotional and riled up. And it's like, yes, let's both sides finally come together to pass some just basic sense federal gun laws and then it doesn't happen it gets watered down into like a political argument until the next one except now it's they're constant they're all the time constant i mean when you look at other countries the they don't have this problem they don't have hundreds of mass shootings every single year i mean hundreds of mass shootings it's terrifying i feel i i want to know how you feel as as a mom in this day and age, but I feel so freaking helpless. You know, I'm fired up about it. I have my own ideas of what I'd like to see done, but I can't do anything. And it's like, it's like watching a house burn down. It's like, it's just falling apart around us. And I can't unilaterally keep my kids safe or myself safe because it can happen anywhere. Small Christian anywhere, school, mall, giant malls, public school, I mean, malls, banks, anywhere. Anywhere, anywhere. You can just be at the wrong place at the wrong time, which is like life, I guess, in general. But it, but, but I feel this is preventable. Helpless. Or, it's preventable, preventable and it's infuriating. But what can you or I do as individual citizens? Because it doesn't feel like a lot other than talk about it um, like we're doing. Well, 
I mean, basically not vote Republican. That's, that's because our Republican lawmakers are the ones that refuse to most, not all, but most of them um, refuse to go against the NRA and refuse to, you know, to me, I mean, you want, if I were running things, and again, I mean, the Democrats want this, but uh, universal background checks for every single state. Um, you cannot go to these gun shows where there's these loopholes where you can basically sell any gun to anybody over the age of, I think, 18, um, you know, without much documentation, if any documentation at all, depending on the state. Um, AR-15, nobody needs an AR-15. Now, I personally, I don't think we should ban all the sales of AR-15s, but I do think that the process to get an AR-15 has to be a much greater one. Like... Some people have talked about insurance on these guns. So if your AR-15 is, which of course doesn't really mean shit if you're the shooter, the killer, but it does mean like if a parent, right, has an AR-15 in the house and a kid takes it, the parents are liable to some degree um, for that. So that might be a deterrent for people. Um, you know, it's, I, 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 look, I grew up with guns, so I'm big Second Amendment person. I do think we should continue to have guns but the laws are so they either need to change or I was never for this but now I'm for armed guards at school because I don't I don't think like try it try it I I just think if you're not if they're not going to do they're not going to do anything to change the gun laws and it's been from President Obama and even I've had people on my podcast who even say that the Biden administration isn't even doing nearly enough that they could be doing to to stop mass shootings and I just think if they're not going to do it then I'd say try armed guards at school 10 years ago I lost 60 pounds mindful eating and today I have kept the weight off I never think about food I never count calories honey I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps I live with food freedom and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it and that's where my optimal body comes into play visit myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy Ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser show sent you. How ironic. I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delani show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of are youth travel sports ruining families? Well, Dr. John Delani has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delani walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. 
you know, I feel like I'm going to have to get a caller-driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani Show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani Podcast. Enjoy. It's, gosh, the fact that we're even like having that conversation is just heartbreaking. I feel like where a lot of it falls apart, and and I don't want to just blame Republican lawmakers for this, but we are in such a hypercharged political culture that we cannot have even common sense conversations across the aisle between both parties. And like it's like you're seen as a traitor if you try to find com- common ground with the other side and both sides need to be better about just bringing down the temperament so we can pass some common sense laws because the problem is right now we're just leaving it up to states and say you vote how you want in your state and I'll vote how I want in my blue state and you know the red state can do this but People bring guns across state lines. They buy them wherever the loopholes are. And like, you know, the shooting in Tennessee, they have no red flag law where you can have people, you know, if you're this person was suspected, the girl bought seven different guns. Like there were people saying something's wrong here, but there's no red flag law allowing them to investigate it. The one yesterday, they have no, you do, there's no, um, concealed weapon permit required. It's an open carry state. Like that blows my mind that's that's even allowed. We need to have federal regulations on just basic things that I really want to believe most Americans agree I with. I think they you know, do my, agree with you. I think, I think they, they do. do. My yeah. aunt was my aunt was staying here over the weekend and my family are 90% conservative Republicans. They're gun owners and that's their that's their values. And even she and I, who are on differing sides of pretty much everything else, were able to agree universal background checks. That just makes sense. Um, certain type of assault rifles, we don't need them. You, If you use that to hunt, you're going to obliterate the deer. Um, she did have an interesting point that I need to look into more. My uncle was a cop in Tampa for a bazillion years, and he was telling us that to just say ban assault rifles or like the AR-15s or whatever actually doesn't work because technically an assault rifle is anything that fires multiple chambers. So unless you have like a six-shoot revolver, it can be turned into a quote-unquote assault rifle. But there, there's there's got to be some way, like come on, to have have some basic language that outlaws the ridiculous firearms, whether it's regulating the amount of bullets you can load into it or the name of the gun itself, I don't care. But what's happened to the human nature and our politicians that they cannot have conversations to make a difference? That's the most disappointing thing to me beyond all of it. Totally. Because I do think we all basically agree this has gone too far. Totally agree. Totally agree. I but mean, what are we going to do, Sarah? Are you going to run for Congress? Because <laughs> I got a lot of laundry to do, so I can't do it today. I That's the other hard part, right? Is the, Then we're also all living our lives. And, you know, you have all the other things, stresses and work and everything else. So it's like, how can I 
And, you know, if you vote for, like in, here in California, right, most of the lawmakers here, and even in Montgomery County and stuff, they're all for um, stricter gun laws. So I, I don't know. I don't know how you get through to those uh, There has politicians to be some that- sort of national collaboration, cooperation, communication. There are the three C's, like pick one. I don't know. It's infuriating to me. I've lost hope. (laughs) And what's going to happen this next election? Because honestly, like I'm an independent. I was, I used to be a Republican until Trump came onto the scene. And I feel like all of the traditional basic Republican values have turned into some like nationalist crap that scares the heck out of me. But I'm not a Democrat either. I find myself in the middle. But what's going to happen next year when we have this election I don't see anybody that's going to be this person that kind of can speak to both sides and bring us together. Biden's done kind of a shit job so far. So it's just how is it going to get better? I don't know. It's really depressing. Well, people feel your pain. I mean, they really do. Everybody you talk to, right? I think now across all aisles, like yourself, Republicans, former Republicans, independents, a lot of, you know, what's interesting about California, what I love is you go out here and it's dubbed as this super uber liberal state, but people really, I mean, they won't put it on social media. They won't, they don't want to say it out loud, but a lot of people are very moderate here. Like very, you know, they really, oh, I find a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Very, they won't say it. Like they won't publicize it because everybody's very concerned now of being labeled everything, right? Like racist, homophobic, transphobic. Mm-hmm. Anything. If you d- even question some of the things that are happening, right? So a lot of people won't say it publicly, but behind, I'm sure. Don't you have conversations with a lot of people? Oh, I totally so agree with you. I think most people, at least most people I interact with, oops, there went the microphone, um, are just like you and I that are just somewhere in the middle, like completely reasonable parents women men it's i don't know i i don't know what the answer is and now i'm like i you know and i know a lot of people are going to say why would you want armed guards at our schools because you know parkland there was a officer there with a gun who ran from the scene Mm -hmm. um then you look at uvalde right those police were in there for 45 minutes before they did shit you know um I don't know. I mean, I just think that if you're not going to do it, like try something, try, try something, you know, is even, even if, if these school shooters knew that there was an armed person, armed guard at all of these schools, would that be a deterrent alone? You know, would that, I don't think so. Or I actually still... don't agree with like having school resource officers in all the schools. I watched a, an interesting, really, um, kind of news piece on this. It was, I think it was on John Oliver and it brought up the statistics of like the money it costs to put in a school resource officer in a school could easily cover having one or two mental health counselors in the school. You know, a lot of these schools don't have that. My school luckily for the girls like has this amazing guidance counselor, like psychologist that's trained that they can go to, but The problem is, I feel like by putting a cop in the schools, we're just treating the symptom like a Band-Aid of, well, maybe this person can stop some bullets without treating the actual problem of these kids have some serious mental health problems that nobody is catching. They're just slipping through until they do something awful and it's too late. 
So there's got to be a way to catch these children before they do this. You know, I think I saw something like 90% of mass shootings are by people under 21. Like it's young people. There's got to be a way to catch these kids before it gets to this point. So I would rather see those resources be pulled, pushed into um, getting these kids help when they're obviously, whether their parents are failing them or whoever's failing them, somebody's failing them. Um, let's treat the problem, not the symptom. And I don't, I don't want my kids going to school with an armed cop in the hallways. Like, what does that do to little kids' psyches and stuff? It, it feels like perpetual fear. And, you know, there's a lot of questions about, you know, in very, um, you know, brown or black schools and, you know, poor lower income schools that these cops then target a lot of kids. Like, then they don't feel safe because they don't have a lot of trust in the police in the first place. And then they've got a cop, you know, standing there watching their every move. So, I don't think that's the answer, but um, I also don't see anybody really doing anything to help these people before it comes to this. You know, my aunt said something about it, and I haven't looked into it, that like the governor of New York City is looking into, um, and forgive me if I'm misquoting this, people, but looking into um, pulling homeless people that seem like they have mental health problems off the street to be evaluated. Have you heard about this? Like, would you support that? Like people Um, that, because I guess, you know, there's all this violence in New York mm -hmm. and there's homeless people stabbing people or whatever. So he's proposing legislature that would allow cops and officials to just yank people in for mental health checks to see, you know, remove them before they do something wrong. Well, well, to go back, I agree with your point. Like, we do have to invest a lot more in mental health because we do have a mental health crisis, like, in our country. And I agree with you. You know, putting armed guards would not be my first choice. But I feel as though almost at this point that might have a better chance than, you know. And to me, I'm like, we got to try something, you know, because this the other way is not working, you know. it's it, Kids are terrified to go to school. Parents are terrified to have their kids go to school. I mean, it's nuts. It's crazy in this country. Um, Okay, so I I agree with points that you have there. All right, then I don't know this story about New York, but I do think they're trying to do something here similar in California. They're considering it. I would be curious. See, I do kind of agree with that because I think when you talk to a lot of people, like a lot of people that are on the street, right, we know have serious mental health, schizophrenic, bipolar, And a lot of times you hear from their families, there's been really good documentaries, family members have tried so much to do everything they can to help them with addiction, all this stuff. And like, I think families get exhausted. So it's like, I feel like, yeah, I mean, maybe it's almost like three attempts, right? We give like three attempts to like, see if the family can help, if this person wants to receive help, wants to receive therapy. And if they don't, then yeah, I do almost think that the state should step in and go, okay, you know, everybody in this country has the right to safe housing. Absolutely. But they don't have the right to be out on the street using drugs. You see it a lot here in California, open. I mean, that's not right for, how's that right for our families and kids and young Mm -hmm. kids that have to, they have to get themselves to school and go buy homeless encampments. That's not safe. Like, no, I get that. And if they're if they're doing drugs and or acting violently or aggressively, that's committing a crime. 
So then there is there is a reason there's due cause to pick them up and then do whatever. But I guess it just it kind of terrifies me the thought that because you have a mental illness, you could be not harming anybody, not breaking any laws and have your freedom taken away, be committed and put in a, you know, an asylum or forced medication. You know, if somebody doesn't want to be medicated and they're not hurting anybody yet, do we have the right to force that upon them? It just it gets to be like, a very slippery yeah, slope. It's always the debate, right, in our country. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, you can uh, I, you could debate this, but obviously Ronald Reagan is the one that ended mental health institutions in our country. And, you know, now there's very few places. That's the thing. And the, the argument always in the late 80s and early 90s was these individuals are being forced to be medicated. They're being abused. Um, they, we should we we should not house them. It's extremely expensive. Okay, so t- what? Thirty years ago, now we we said, okay, you you can live anywhere. So now, right? We see the homeless issue everywhere across this country. It's enormous. It's such an epidemic, and we see homeless people being abused, targeted, shot, um, you know, taken advantage of. So which is better? I mean, they're the is, most is vulnerable not, is population. That the only- option either leave them on the streets or have them be committed for mental health reasons is it can't there be a third option like taking care of them before it happens i don't know but, but then at the same you, time what care can i'm you all offer for someone? you know having instead of a school resource officer a cop having this you know mental health professional in the schools but what happens when they flag a child as there's something wrong with them so, you know, on that hand, I am okay with then bringing that kid in. And, um, but what happens then? What happens if they don't want to be medicated or the family doesn't want to medicate them? Do you lock them up? I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to know, right? It's, it, and I feel it's like this easy. is the part where the conversation dies because there's all these questions and not clear answers. And then nothing changes until we have another shooting and we start the cycle of the conversation all over again. Well, I have to imagine in other countries, right? Like, I wonder what European countries are doing because they have all kinds of mental illness too, you know? So is it, Mm -hmm. what do they do? Do they offer free housing and free housing and you have, you know, you have different things, requirements that you have to make? Like you do have to take your medication if you want this free house or whatever, or I don't know. I'd be curious to see what other countries do. I know, because I know that they don't have the homeless problem that we have. They don't have the gun violence that we have. I mean, it's it's crazy, some of the statistics of, you know, there's the amount of guns that we have in America. And other countries look at us like, what is wrong with you? You know, the Second Amendment was written at a time where the country was worried about, you know, being taken over, like by the British and stuff. So it was the right to bear arms to protect yourself against militias. That was the purpose behind it. We don't live in that state anymore. I think most people would agree. So how was it turned into this, you're trampling on my rights if you take away my guns? It's just common sense, people. I think people always feel like it's a slippery slope, right? Like the Patriot Act Mm -hmm. where the government can spy on you with very little cause. I don't mind the Patriot Act because 
why the, if you're not doing anything wrong, why the fuck are they going to spy on you? They're not. They got a million. Uh, they got so many people, 300 and nearly 50 million people in this country now. But I get it. Like, so, and I think the thing is, too, is right. No matter what path we choose with these things, there's going to be era, right? There's going to be there. At times, there are going to be kids that are flagged for the wrong reason. Right. Mm -hmm. They're they're flagged and maybe they were just going through a small like a, a, you know, maybe they just thought they were being funny. And now they're on a list of school shooter warnings and they shouldn't really be there. There's just always going to be human error. But it's to me, it's like we've got to you've got to almost take that risk. You've got to do everything and keep trying to improve the system to the best of our ability and make change knowing that like even if you brought back mental health institutions right in every in 50 states there's going to be people who are going to take advantage of and hurt homeless people because people are fucked up no matter where they live all across the world there's awful human beings but i don't know but then you got to look at the statistics but is that better overall for the health of these individuals and their families their families are exhausted they've tried everything you know I don't know. Or is it maybe better that they're on the street? I have no idea. And that they're going to be taken advantage of But with their freedom. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's so, it is so complicated. And I would love to, and it's hard like to find somebody that you, I don't know, that you're like a clear leader on these concepts that you're like, oh, I agree with um, what they're saying. And why aren't we behind them? That's the most frustrating part is I don't understand how, I don't see one politician rising up that's saying the common sense things you and I are saying and being like, here's my plan for how I'm going to get this done. Or at least here's my plan for how we'll start to change and do something. Where are they? Are they? I think the, so many of them are too afraid of going against their party that, you know, they're, oh, I'm going to lose my constituents, so I'm going to do nothing. It's in infuriating or and did you watch in tennessee about the oh, yes, um they expelled the three two. legislators yeah. that they expelled because they spoke up about wanting to make a change like how is that america that you can be an actual politician you can have constituents that voted you in that office and then the majority can vote you out just for disagreeing with them about what they want. Horrible. That to me, you know, people talking about, I'm scared of having my rights taken away. That is terrifying about having your rights taken away. That's I agree. Terrifying. And it's terrifying. That's where I love social media because I feel like, thank God for the power of social media. Those those yes. three lawmakers got on there and other of their constituents that agreed with them and people had such outrage and groundswell and then they're reinstated, right? Never should have happened, like you said, to begin with. But mm-hmm. thank God for amazing social media that brought that to light. And then, you know, so I, yeah. do, I do think it's it's hard and, you know, I don't know if it's getting older or if it's really like because our country seems to be having more issues, but it does seem like every it's on everyone's mind, like all these things from guns to, uh, you know, like you and I talked about pro- the pronoun discussion, the gender discussion is like everywhere <laughs> now. You can't go anywhere. Every, everybody seems to want to talk about that. It's like every homelessness, you know, I mean, every climate change is like so, but maybe it's just getting older. You begin to pay more attention. I don't know. I think it's getting older, but it's also 
you kind of have a naivete in your 20s that enables you to turn a blind eye that, you know, the adults will fix it. You know, the older people, our parents, they'll deal with that. And we're slowly sliding into being those older people. <laughs> and also like these things just, I don't know. That's an interesting question that you asked because I feel like hypercharged right now on paying attention to all these different bills that I think are completely hateful being passed against, you know, like gender therapy and transgender people in Florida and Tennessee and and the gun violence and everything you just listed, like all of a sudden I am wanting to know more every day. Whereas before was the problem just as bad, but we just didn't care yet. Or is it because it's so much worse now that we're paying attention? I don't know. It's yeah. I know. Or maybe both. Or maybe it does maybe seem worse. Yeah. It does seem worse. And I, I love, I mean, we get a lot of DMs from our listeners and people, all the, everybody, this is on their mind too. They, they don't know you know, how to feel about it or where's, you know, everybody seems to be in the gray, but it's, it's hard to say that. And it's, yeah, I know. Yeah, and I I'd do love to hear what everybody else thinks. You know, when we started this podcast, I was thinking we were going to keep it pretty light and, you know, just talk about <laughs> things going on in our life. And now here we are doing a gun violence episode. Um, but because it is so, it's so on our minds right now, it's impossible to ignore impossible i i want to see some act like something some action try something anything somebody stand up somebody be the white knight that I... moves the needle of where this country is because what do we have right now we've got biden we've got trump desantis and where we're, i don't see any of them really saving us so Somebody, please, <laughs> if you're a major politician and listening to our podcast, this is your call to action. I'm obsessed with, do you know Marianne Williamson? She's running for president. Yeah. yeah. I'm obsessed with her. I'm like, I I mean, she's like, she's a little too, um, like, I don't even know if liberal is like the word. I was going to say, she's a little too, she's out a little there. too left for me. She's, a little too much. But, but. I, I think she... I love that she's willing and, you know, I mean, look, unfortunately, she's not going to win because obviously, you know, whoever the candidate is, they get backed by such huge amounts of money. Um, and she's very anti, not anti-capitalism, but she's really compassionate capitalism, which obviously these major companies don't want. So she's not going to win. But I love, I love her message, I think, just about putting people first and, um, I don't know. It's not about it's not about our citizens anymore. That's the sad part. It's about these super PACs that put these politicians in office. They want to stay in power. So they're ultimately going to do what their donors want. And that's that's there's so many issues. It's it's so hard. It's like there's so I many couldn't issues. agree with you more. It's so sad. It's I, I, it seems like they've all forgotten maybe the reason that they went into this field. Both sides of the aisle. It's why I'm like this presidential election, I just don't even know, unless something major changes, I, I don't see how I could vote for either party. Like, I feel like I have to vote for Marianne Williamson just as an act of, I, because they don't, neither one of them care. They all do the same stuff. They do, you know, once they're elected to Senate, they're allowed to basically insider trade on stocks. But they all do that. Most of them- Both and, sides. Both Absolutely. Sides. A lot of them enter not millionaires, they leave bazillionaires because- they can. I mean, that's insane. That's insane mm -hmm. that you are serving the people 
and you get to go and basically have st stock trading tips that the average America does not have. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. But people, that's been going on for years, and nobody, nobody that's seems why to make a fuss. People lose lose faith in politics. They lose faith in the people, and honestly, rightfully so. But but we can't we can't just bury our head in the sand this no, time. I know we, we you do. know I know I, and I want to get involved. Yeah, the next the next um blip I'm gonna get on my phone, you know, notification oh. that there's been another shooting because I know it's gonna be any day. It's gonna be today or tomorrow, maybe the next day if I'm lucky that I get that notification, and that is that is not the world I want to hand over to my children. I I know. It's okay. So um... <laughs> anyway, that was fun. Oh. All of a sudden, the bachelorette party doesn't seem that I bad. Um, which next next week, we'll have to read a lot of our feedback because we have feedback on this. We had feedback on gentle parenting, what people's uh, opinions were. I got yeah. some messages. I don't know if you got messages, but we should bring those up. And then if people have any um, fascinating, I don't know. Let's Books, do that next leaders. week. Let's just make it a DM episode. Yeah, DM and us. Go we'll through, answer all your go questions. Go through our DMs. And, yeah. We'll talk about them. If you've got something you want to bring up, send it to one of us at Ms. Pink Monster, MS Pink Monster, or at the Sarah Fraser Show. And there we go. That'll be next week's episode. There it I is. love that. All right, Natasha, be well. We'll talk soon. All right. You too, my friend. Bye.